Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me is Mr. Invincible himself. It's Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing well. Mr. Invincible right now is still dealing with uh, a cold that's killing me. <laughs> um, You're not sounding too invincible yeah, right I'm now, not, to be honest not with invincible, you. but I'm still alive, so I guess I'm invincible in that sense that's true that's very true so, yeah so you're still alive you're still with us today uh anthony i'm so excited because we get to talk to somebody very very cool today on the movie podcast you already heard our glowing review of invincible season two now let's talk to one of the superheroes behind it joining us on the movie podcast today is writer showrunner and executive producer simon Rachiopa, who is so incredibly talented. He's worked on so many incredible shows. I think we surprised him when we joined the room and we're like, yo, Simon, George Shrinks, Jacob Tutu, Teen Titans. Like those were that was, that was our stuff growing up. And I think he um he was happy to be talking to some fellow Canadians. He was giggling. Like he, he giggled at that point. It's like, oh yeah. my God, nobody knows those shows. Yeah. Teen Titans being the the outlier there, but he's worked on some uh Canadian royalty of shows. So uh growing up in Canada watching YTV, I rocked the YTV shirt for this interview as well, too. I think uh um I think we got some points there. And again, we love talking to Canadians and you look at um obviously, of course, you know, Seth Rogan being one of the the creators behind invincible and the boys and gen v like you have like so uh, like it's great seeing canadians doing amazing things and obviously we love invincible so much so it's great talking to simon we're so damn lucky that he was able to join us today on the movie podcast so i just want to say thank you to our friends at prime video for making it happen invincible season two debuts this week it is back finally to watch on prime video after almost three years it feels like it was about two and a half years of waiting um going back all the way oh my gosh march 2021 here we are now november 2023 we are finally talking about this show go check out our full spoiler free review of the first four episodes now on youtube on the movie podcast feed wherever you listen to us wherever you watch us we're so glad that you do check out our show notes below so you could follow us on socials join our discord we're having some great conversations in there and you could join our Invincible Discord channel where we're having we're going to be having some great conversations on the show. So you don't want to miss anything happening in there. Anthony, before we dive into our interview with Simon, I wanted to ask you, was there a highlight from the interview that you're very excited for our listeners to jump into right now? I think for me was um, just how they deal with, I think you asked the question, uh, the violence and the amount of death that's in this series and how... You know, when you when you look at it as a whole, that's usually the standout to a show, but how they really wanted to focus on earning that from the audience and earning, I guess, the respect value of why they're telling it this way and telling the story. Because, you know, this this guy, this Omni-Man dude, is not a great dude. And when he killed all those people, which I, I wish we knew the number, and I think I know the number, but when he killed all those people in episode eight of season one, no, we had a kill count for it, and truthfully, the, the the stuff that we are telling is some some really grounded, deep stuff. Even though it's in an animation form, there are real sadness moments that I think a lot of the audience yeah. feels when they watch something like this. It's not like Mortal Kombat, you know. No, there's there's real 
world consequences to this. And I think that's what I, I love so much about season two is that we're not pretending like season one didn't happen or it didn't have world changing effects on everybody. And I think the perception of what, of how people look at Mark, look at Invincible, how he is the son of this person who devastated the world. Um, I love that he carries that baggage with him. And I think that's what I just love so much about this show is that it just feels so human. You are dealing with these superhero gods of characters, but they, at the end of the day, they're human stories, they're human connections, and that's what this show does so damn well. So let's waste no more time. Let's jump right in. Please welcome showrunner, writer, and executive producer, Simon Rachiopa to the movie podcast. Nice to meet you guys, Daniel and Anthony. We are so happy to be talking with you today and sharing your time with us on the movie podcast. Uh, you've worked on some of our favorite animated series, so it's it's a truly an honor to be talking with you today, Simon. No, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Big uh, George Shrinks, Jacob Tutu, Teen Titans especially. Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows those shows. We're, 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 we're Canadians, so we're, we're, we're repping like the old white TV shows. So. Oh my God, you guys are. That's amazing. Are you yeah. in Toronto? Where are we? We're in Toronto. Yep. Why not? Yeah. So fellow Canadians. So it's nice to be talking with you today. Exactly. Um, I, can, I can drop the American accent. There you go. <laughs> you know, feel free to to drop an A or say a boot with us. Boot. We're we're happy to we're happy to hear it. Perfect. Um we love Invincible so much. So right out the gate, oh. we have to ask you, how has it felt for you to see all the love and support the show is getting into season two? Oh my god. Are you kidding? It's like a gift every day. Uh it's it's incredible. I mean uh, well, I mean, you guys know you write about movies and TVs. You know, there's there's great shows and great movies that don't find an audience and just kind of um, they, they, they they can be fantastic, you know, stories that just don't find an audience, and there can be terrible ones that do find an audience. And sometimes it's just luck of the draw. So, you know, I had no idea that the show would be this popular. Uh, I was hoping we just have like a kind of a niche audience that really liked us, and that you know, just enough people to let us do more seasons of it obviously. So this was a massive surprise. So I do not take it for granted. I'm grateful every day that we have our audience and our fans because that lets us make more of it. Uh, and the only thing I hope is that, you know, everybody's giving us, you know, an hour of their time per episode. And I want to make sure that what we give them is, an, is a great hour, a great entertaining hour of great characters, of emotion, of action, of, you know, some violence. Um, in return and that's that's the deal we make i feel like you know you give me an hour i will try to give you the best entertain most entertaining hour i can do in that time and uh so that's that's our side of the deal and that's my way of giving back hopefully the fans of just like and respecting people's time and our audience yeah yeah and, and people are ravenous for the show to come back so it's wonderful to have a, a date knowing when to expect new episodes so it's been it's been great yeah Season one really broke new ground in what we've come to expect from an animated series. How does season two of Invincible set itself apart from the first season? One of the things we do is, uh, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of comic books, uh, both in television and film and, and in comic books nowadays, they don't really, you know, things get rebooted, things start over again. They don't necessarily deal with the ramifications of these great big events, these things that happened beforehand, or they give it sort of like a little bit of lip service. Uh, we don't we do it we show you what happens after you know a betrayal of the scale that we did in season one we show you the ramifications of that that echoes onwards not just into season two but we'll you probably see ramifications of that in season three and beyond um i want to make sure that these events feel real to you to our and to our audience that 
you know, if if Omni Man, you know, in season eight, like thousands of people died. Like we have a number for how many people we think died in episode eight of season one, and we want to make sure that that feels real going forwards, and that people are like, I can't believe that happened. Like that affected me. There's trauma from that. There's you know, emotional problems from that. People lost their families. Like what does that do to the world and to mostly our characters? And how can we explore that in a really grounded way? So. I like to think that that's what we do a little differently than some other shows. And that's, you know, we're going to, you know, lean into that going forwards in season one. And we're still going to have fun. There's still going to be great superhero stuff and, you know, things like that. But uh, season one happened and it definitely, we, we don't, we don't wipe it away and sort of start new for season two. Like everything that happened in season one is going to affect everything in season two. And I think right out of the gates, again, no spoilers from what we've seen of the new season, bud. It's really refreshing to see a show carry on, you know, right where this story has left off and take that forward and see those ramifications. Uh, but I also have to ask you because Invincible is one of the bloodiest and brutal shows that we have ever seen. Uh, and we love it. We absolutely love it for it. Uh, is there ever a limit to how much you guys can show or animate uh, in in a show like this? I'm, we're just very curious. Well, not from, like, honestly, not from Amazon. Like, obviously, I worked in, you know, some, I, I did programming for younger kids for a while, and obviously, that has some very, very hard limits. <laughs> uh, but no, Amazon lets us do whatever we need to do to tell the story properly. I mean, sometimes there's uh, production limits. We're like, how many pieces of brain can we have flipping around through the air? The animators right. are like, oh, God, I didn't know 10. You know, that's <laughs> the most, because then it's hard. Uh, so there's there's production limits and there's artistic limits. We want things to look good as well and feel good. But honestly, it's uh, we don't have any kind of prescribed like Amazon has never asked us once to be like, "Whoa, guys, slow down, like back off a little bit." Like that's never never happened. Uh, but at the same time, I, I hope it doesn't feel like we're being gratuitous either. Like we want to up the stakes, we want to up the emotion, we want to up the action. But at the same time, I don't want to just we're not just popping people's heads to pop people's heads like we're doing right. it hopefully because this is what the story is this is what's happening in the story you know and you know what if if a character with super strike punched a normal guy this is kind of what would happen so uh hopefully it feels earned and not not gratuitous it definitely does i think that's something that we've we've spoken about a lot that everything in the show feels as much as it could feels grounded and real like this is what would happen in a in a story like this Right. Great. Well, good. Well, thank you. And that's, that's, and hopefully that's working. <laughs> I think it's fair to say the relationship between Omni Man and Mar is a little strained. How will their dynamic evolve in season two? It's, it's going to be difficult. Like if, if they ever meet again, uh, it will be really, really hard. I mean, like your dad, like imagine if your dad, someone you trusted your entire life, uh, kind of tried to kill you and then also turned out to be a gigantic mass murderer. Like, what would that meeting be like when you when you saw him again? Like, how would they be? But he's still your dad. Yeah. And so, you know, can you extinguish 20 years of love for someone like that? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's I can tell you that if they do meet in the show again, that's something we would explore uh, deeply. So it's really incredible to see how you guys have been adapting it. But something I really want to speak to you about is the music choices in the, in the show. And I think going back to the first season and especially in season two, we have some incredible needle drops that happen. And I'm just wondering, is that something that you guys are including in the scripting stage? Is this something that you're working on in the edit? Like, how are you choosing the songs to go with it? Because all of the choices have been amazing. I really hope you guys drop a playlist of everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's continuing in season two. 
Um, it happens a variety of different ways. Sometimes it happens in the script. Often we will call out, we'll say like, you know, uh, you know, a sad, you know, somber piano based needle drop will play here. We just have an idea because you're writing the scene. So you have an idea of what, what you want the scene to do, what you want it to communicate emotionally. So we drop those in the script. Uh, and then when we get to, uh, production later on in the process, uh, we have music supervisors. We have a great team of music supervisors. So we go to them and we're like, Hey, so we're looking for something here. It's kind of, we kind of want something sad. And they'll come up and they'll come back to us with like probably 10 suggestions of different tracks. And we listen to those and then we drop them in and we see which ones work well with picture. And sometimes you're like, you know what? None of those 10 work. Actually, you know what? The sad thing isn't working here. Let's go different. Let's give us something a little more upbeat. They'll come back to us with, with another 10 tracks and dropping it. So it's this kind of trial and error process to, uh, to fit it in uh, and find the right song for it. Occasionally though, there are tracks where it's just like right off the bat, one of us, you know, often me, I'm like, no, I know exactly what song I want here. And then we just have to see if we can license it. Uh, if it's, you know, if it's available, cause some songs you can't, some are, you know, some artists don't license their music by right. so much expensive. Uh, but we've been really lucky again with a great team of music supervisors, even if they can't get you the exact song you want, they're like, okay, I know you want this song. We can't get it, but here's like another six that are kind of the same vein that we think do something similar that you might like. So yeah, so and we do that all through season two. So some songs we figure out really, really early on. Some are literally uh, very late in the process, and uh, it's it's a combination of all that um, of people pulling together and finding just the right the right way to communicate the emotion of that scene. And and that's what I think we've loved so much in the series is that you you're, you're telling such an, an incredible and intertwined story and i think everything from the music even the voices you know you have an incredible voice cast i think one of the greatest voice casts ever assembled in a series like in it be it animated or live action is there do you have voices in mind when you're going into scripting the show or do you have people you think would be great fits for that or is this something that you know comes as the show's progressing uh, again i would say it's kind of similar to the music you know robert and i often have conversations early on where we're like, oh, who do you think would play that person? And he has a couple ideas, or I have a couple ideas, and we just make a list, you know. And it's and that that list, then we sort of talk about it, and then we talk to our casting director, uh, who often has other names, and she's like, oh, you're looking at people like that. There's some other people you haven't thought about as well. And then we go through this list, and then we kind of put it in order, honestly, of who we want to go to first. And we're very, very lucky on the show. I mean, our cast is amazing. I can't say enough good things about our cast. Uh, but we're very, very lucky in the show that almost, almost every time, not not every time, but almost every time we get the first person we go, we ask for. So we're like, this person, let's go to this person first. And then our casting director gives us a call like two days later. It's like, they're in. And we're like, great. That's awesome. So that was easy. Uh, sometimes, and then there's some other uh, smaller roles that sometimes you figure that out later on in the process. You're like, oh yeah, we have to cast this person's small role. Well, we could go for somewhere really big for that. Or if it's, maybe it's just a one-off small uh, role, then maybe we can have another actor. We have some of our actors double voices for us because it just makes production more efficient. So sometimes we're like, oh, I bet Ross Marquand could do that guy really well. Let's <laughs> ask to double up. Uh, on you know what he's doing already for us for the immortal and for Rudy chameleon of voices that he's he's unbelievable he's he's in, in, insane what he can do with his voice and then also act <laughs> yeah it's unfair, it's unfair how much talent that guy has yeah he, he's been just hit with the talent stick Simon we just want to say thank you so much we are so in love with what you're doing with Invincible we cannot wait to see where 
the show goes and we really hope we get to talk to you again. So thank you so much and congratulations. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. I like it's honestly it's people that you like you talking about the show, writing about the show, caring about the show that lets us make more of it. Uh, lets me do this job. So I appreciate the time you guys spend watching the show and talking about it, writing about it. So thank you so much.